1: The Buck Sexton Show
0: Stewart thank you for calling in
1: Thank you for being with me having me
0: absolutely so uh, so tell everybody what the what the book is about uh, this is something that deals not just with what's going on on campus but federal government policy in fact the White House and President Obama himself had quite a hand in this what happened
1: yes well for decades, there's been building a, an extreme feminist movement to basically presume every guy who's ever uh, accused of any kind of sexual misconduct by a woman presume his guilt, and also to presume it to be a crime, even if it's clearly not a crime. You know, even if it's just conduct that was consensual but later regretted. The Obama Education Department created in 2011, and since and the Ob- Trump administration has now inherited a deeply wrong headed and costly regime of federally directed regulation of almost all sexual activities on university campuses, and often beyond. It's been done in the name of protecting college women from sexual violence, which is a noble cause if it's done properly, Uh, but it hasn't been done properly. The Education Department's Office for Civil Rights has basically forced thousands of higher education institutions to revolutionize their disciplinary processes for alleged sexual assaults. And it's led to dozens, maybe hundreds, of terrible injustices against falsely accused young men.
0: Did you come across the statistic that is often quoted? And did you did you get a chance to dig into some of your other statistics that I'm sure campuses put out there? But the one you always hear about is that one in five women will be sexually assaulted on campus. Uh, that, to me, just sounds unbelievably high in the sense of I do not believe it.
1: I don't believe it either, and, of course, I don't think any sane person would believe it, given because we have, we've all been around. But we also, in our book, completely uh, dismantle it, as others have done before, completely discredit it and show that it, uh, that it comes from bogus surveys, done by people, private people with agendas, and picked up by the Obama administration, including President Obama himself, has quoted that number. Uh, But in fact, the best federal statistics show a tiny fraction as many women, uh, too many still. Uh, I think about one in a hundred college women uh, raped while they're in college, and and, uh, uh, about as many more subjected to some other form of sexual assault, a lesser form of sexual assault. Uh, But that's a small, small fraction of one in five. The one in five comes from surveys where they, first, they never ask the woman who's being surveyed, were you raped? They never ask, were you sexually assaulted? Now, that's what you would ask them if that's what you wanted to know. But the people who take the surveys know that the answers would be a tiny fraction of what they want, so they avoid that question. They ask questions such as, have you ever had sex when you were drunk? And if the answer to that section is yes, they check the rape box. Have you ever had sex when you really didn't want to, even if you didn't tell the guy you didn't want to? uh, And if the answer to that is yes, they check the rape box. That's how they get the phony numbers.
0: The Obama administration had to know that when they were running out there with that statistic, but I guess they just didn't care. The narrative was too important to let the facts get in the way.
1: That seems to be, yeah. That seems to be it. I um, mean, I think, uh, I, I, I think it's really quite appalling that a man who, you know, who knows uh, how to deal with facts as uh, as intelligently as President Obama does, uh, was spouting this false propaganda. Uh, But he was doing it and others in administration and and a lot of college leaders are doing it uh, because the media, as well as extreme feminists in the Democratic coalition, as well as a lot of uh, left-leaning academics are committed to wildly exaggerating the amount of rape that goes on on campus as part of a power play.
0: Now, what are you looked into um, a number of these cases? What are some of the commonalities Uh, of the injustice that these young men, we can assume they're young men in this context, uh, these young men are are suffering on campuses. Uh, What are some of the procedures that they go through and some of the lack of due process protections that they have to handle? Sure.
1: Well, first, a lot of young women... Um, you know, they didn't they, they, they really occur to them, didn't occur to them, they were unhappy after some sexual experience. So it didn't occur to them in a lot of cases that they were raped because they weren't in many cases. But then there are university of bureaucrats who hear they were unhappy about some sexual experience who then persuade them, oh, if you were drunk, you were raped. So, you first, you got a lot of cases in the system where, uh, in you know, in the college kangaroo court system where, where the woman didn't really, it wasn't really her idea to, to phony up. A rape claim it was uh, she was pushed into it by campus bureaucrats once in the system, the accused guy has no right to a lawyer, no right to see the evidence against him, no right to know the details of the charges against him, uh, no right to uh, uh, take enough time to do his own investigation, no right to cross examine his accuser, no right to an impartial panel or decision maker, and so they're thrown into. Uh, courts made up of uh, decision bodies made up of people who are totally biased against them in the first place and who have been trained to assume that all males or almost all males accused of sexual misconduct are guilty and they, you know, they never really have a chance even if they're innocent. I mean, not that every single one gets found uh, guilty by the college, but a very high percentage get found guilty and a very high percentage of those are innocent.
0: What are the uh, what are the recourses that are open to these men who go through these tribunals on the on the campus, uh, which is parallel and separate from the criminal justice system, right? So they just have these campus uh, these campus courts. I don't know what we'd call them or these campus. Uh, it uh, these and campus it varies.
1: Tri- Sometimes they're sort of their panels. Sometimes it's three or four faculty members or bureaucrats. It used to be students, but the students didn't find guys guilty often enough for the people who are running this show, so they've gone away from having student panelists, sometimes it's a single person, a single sex bureaucrat who's, uh, who acts as judge, jury, investigator, prosecutor, handles everything from start to finish. The guy's, hand, the guy's fate is basically put in the hands of one person, usually a very biased person, uh, and, and this is part of, although the Obama administration hasn't quite, didn't quite order that process, they've certainly encouraged that process.
0: And I, I got to ask, I mean, for the people that are found guilty in these situations, uh, the, the consequences for them, I know that there may be this moment where we think to ourselves, well, it's not like the campus can lock them up. But if you get expelled for sexual assault from uh, a, a college or university in the country, very hard for you to continue on with a normal life after that. I mean, the consequences are severe, even if you're never found guilty in a criminal court of law.
1: You bet they are. Now, you know, sometimes these things are confidential, so the word doesn't get out on Google that you've been kicked out for rape, but the word certainly gets around, you know, through the campus gossip mill, through social media. It's very hard to get into another college. Uh, most of the guys who are disciplined in this way can't get into another college, or at least not one that they they know that, that they really want to go to. Uh, it can be very hard uh, in the job market. Certainly, if you ever want a job where you need a security clearance, Uh, It makes that impossible. And there are terrible uh, psychological traumas inflicted on these guys, as there are, by the way, on women who are genuinely raped. The traumas are fairly similar. Uh, Depression, post-traumatic stress syndrome, uh, sometimes even suicidal thoughts, sometimes attempted suicides. A lot of times these uh, these guys' lives are ruined, at least ruined for several years and maybe ruined for the long run.
0: Have some of them been able to restore their, well, I mean, I don't know if restoring their reputation is even possible, but at least re- restore some sense of, of of justice after the fact? Are they able to sue? Can they sue the campuses? Have they been successful yes. in that?
1: Of course, the outstanding example of people who were completely vindicated very publicly, uh, they and they eventually sued, but they were vindicated finally by the criminal justice uh, process were the three falsely accused Duke, Duke lacrosse players. A decade ago, and Casey Johnson and I wrote a book about that. That sort of uh, uh, led to the one we did on this. But there have been about a hundred plus uh, young men who say they were falsely accused or uh, wrongly uh, found guilty by colleges who have gone to court to sue the colleges. And uh, some win, and some lose. Um, usually, the ones who lose don't lose because they were found actually because the courts didn't believe their stories. They were they lost because the some judges just uh, quite wrongly, I think, don't think it's their business to uh, to supervise college discipline, and that that reluctance comes from years and years ago when college discipline was about things like plagiarism, which is you know you can see why the courts don't want to get into whether somebody committed plagiarism, but now we're talking about somebody who's being found guilty by a college of something that is in fact, if true, uh, a terrible crime, and um, and the courts should much be much more active in policing how the colleges do that
0: one more for you Stuart and uh, Stuart Taylor is the author of the campus rape frenzy the attack on due process at America's universities it just came out in January uh, Stewart you also wrote uh, until proven innocent right about the Duke Lacrosse case
1: that's right case johnson and i uh, did that and that was a revelation in terms of the grotesque unfairness now this was not a campus disciplinary process it was different from most of what we right, were about, was criminal
0: justice system book. yeah
1: yeah that was the criminal justice system and in that case the criminal justice system was perverted by a rogue district attorney who was rightly disbarred in the end but the common common thread between what happened then and what's happening so much now is is that the, the, the professors, um, most of them, the college bureaucrats at Duke, the national media, the local media, all rushed to judgment against the accused young men, all assumed that they were guilty, all, all uh, smeared them as terrible people, and even as the evidence of their innocence became stronger and stronger and stronger and eventually overwhelming, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guilt-presuming people uh, never quite uh, backed off. You know, sometimes they quieted down after a while, but they never said it. they were sorry.
0: Stuart Taylor, Jr. is co-author of The Campus Rape Frenzy, The Attack on Due Process at America's Universities. Get it on Amazon now. Stuart, great to have you joining us. Thank you for your time today. Thanks very much for having me.